0: Have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, now it's super easy. All you need is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. So if you would like to start your podcast today, head on over to Anchor.fm/start to join myself and the diverse community of podcasters today. Once again, that is anchor.fm slash start to begin your podcast journey today. Welcome back, everybody. It is a, another episode of Dependent Cast. its It's been a while. It's been, I think, over three months since I did the mental health episode back in October. Um, a lot of things have happened. Life's been crazy. Uh, but none of that really matters because we are back here and you're gonna listen to me ramble because it's just me this episode so uh no co-hosts um i wanted to get kate in for another episode but life just gets in the way and so unfortunately i couldn't get her in on this episode but i kind of need to get one out because there's there's some things i would like to talk about um since the last episode a lot of news has happened uh I beat a game. It's a miracle. I still can't believe I did it. Um, I've seen some movies. Uh, and there's there's apparently been a lot of delays at the start of 2020. But we'll get into that here in a second. For my opening statement, I just want to thank everybody for sticking with me. And if you have supported in any way, listening, sharing. Um, if you go to Apple Podcasts and rate the give give me five stars and you know do a little review anything helps Uh, and speaking of I want to let everybody know that we are actually moving from anchor Um, right now you can still go to anchor and listen to all of them but here shortly it should redirect you to Red Circle and really I'm moving away from Anchor and going to Red Circle just based off Red Circle has a lot more opportunities for me to grow and network with a lot of other podcasters and I think down the road and in the future it's just going to be a better move in general so for those listening um, if you're listening when this goes up or down the road if you go to Anchor slash DementedCast it will just redirect you to Red Circle or should Uh, it's still being reviewed or whatever but shortly it should redirect you to Red Circle and yeah nothing else will really change like you'll still be able to listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and everything else Um, just different different hosts um, and hopefully a lot more opportunities to grow but with that out of the way i want to get into some of this news and things to talk about because a lot has happened but i'm kind of going to just rush like hit talking points that i think i i that uh really stand out to me and that being said we're going to jump right into this movie news um so since the last podcast i've not only seen a couple movies but we've gotten a couple trailers uh one of these trailers is for a movie that wow isn't dead uh we're still apparently getting this movie and by some reports is now a part of the mcu which is interesting but the first trailer i want to talk about is morbius this is um a spider-man property so it's a sony film uh and it's starring Jared Leto. This is a movie that really wasn't on my radar when I first heard about it. Uh, I didn't know how to feel about the casting of Jared Leto, or any of that, or just the fact that they were doing a Morbius living vampire movie. However, this trailer looks amazing. Like, if you if you haven't watched the Morbius trailer, please please pause this part pause this episode go watch it and then come back because it 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 got me hyped it did it did the job it needed to and it got me excited to see this movie uh, some of the biggest talking points on the internet from this trailer is we see uh, michael Morbius walking down an alleyway and he passes a wall with a spider-man on it and spray-painted across Is the word murderer. And for those. Who saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Spoilers. Even though you should have seen it already. Uh, Spoilers for that movie. At the end we saw. Mysterio. Or J. Jonah Jameson. Play a recording of Mysterio. That outed Spider-Man. But also J. Jonah Jameson. uh, Painted. Peter Parker slash Spider-Man as a murderer and said he murdered Mysterio. So, that's interesting. But another interesting tidbit is the image of the Spider-Man, yes, is the suit from the Sam Raimi trilogy with Tobey Maguire, but the image is from the PS4 game if you have if you wear that suit during the loading screen and they just flipped it, which is an interesting um, an interesting thing to do. I wonder why that was. Maybe my theory is that that image is a placeholder, and they want to kind of leave it up in the air whether this is um, well obviously spider mans owned by Sony so they they can have everything interact with Spider-Man but that would also mean for the time being that this is also happening in a corner of the MCU so my theory is that that image is a placeholder and come the final movie we'll see like Tom Holland's spider one of his Spider-Man suits on the wall versus the Raimi suit um But the even bigger hint that this is connected with Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the MCU is the very last scene in this trailer is the one that people have been talking about since this trailer dropped. And we see Michael Keaton as the vulture in his white jumpsuit that we saw him in at the end of Homecoming. So that... So that got people even more speculating that this is part of the MCU. It's connected with Tom Holland Spider-Man and everything. But we also know that this is supposed to be connected with the Venom movie. So very cool. Uh, can't wait to see Morbius. It looks amazing. Um, and yeah, that, that's really all. I'm excited to see how this plays out. In terms of being connected with everything. But yeah, other than that. That's really all I have to say on Morbius. The other trailer we got is for the movie that I thought was dead. And a lot of people thought was dead. We had a trailer all the way back in, what was it, like 2017 or 2018. But the New Mutants. Which is, if you don't know the New Mutants, I'm not very familiar with them. But this was supposed to be an X-Men movie that's a horror movie and it looked like the first trailer we ever got of this movie I was in. I was 100% there for it. Obviously Disney has bought Fox and so that means that we're going to get a rebooted X-Men for the MCU and everybody was kind of wondering, well, what does this mean for the new mutants? Um everything on the t- on like that forefront had went dead silent uh, they finally gave us a new trailer um, so this movie's still happening it's still coming out and there have been reports that this will in fact be a part of the MCU I don't I don't know what their plan is to try and incorporate this and if this is going to be the start of where we see mutants introduced And how they're really going to handle that. But I'm intrigued. Uh, It looks good. I mean like I said. I've been wanting this movie. Since I saw the first trailer. I think it's a very interesting concept. And so. Just the fact that it's still happening. It's still coming out. And it's apparently going to be a part of the MCU. Makes me all the more excited. And I can't wait to see it. Um, But keeping with that kind of horror. Uh. Genre that horror feel. We found out that the director for. Doctor Strange 2. Or Doctor Strange. The Multiverse of Madness. Which is the most metal title. For any movie. Has stepped away. Due to. Uh, what they call creative differences. Which. Which. If you don't understand, like in movie talk, every time someone parts ways with a company, typically they're just gonna say it's creative differences. Um, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, the studio didn't like what they were trying to do and whatnot. And I I have to say I'm I'm really sad to see what is what is his name David David Ayer I believe. I'm really sad to see him go because what he did with the first Doctor Strange is what made me really enjoy that movie because I was I was never really a fan of Strange but what Benedict Cumberbatch has done with the character and what Dave, Dave I believe isn't it's David Ayer um has done with that character has just impressed me and I I love that character now. Uh, and reports are that he wanted to make this the first MCU horror film which got a lot of people excited Um, obviously he's known for a lot of horror so that made sense that he was going to do this as a horror movie Um, but unfortunately I think what happened was he wanted to really really delve into that horror aspect but it's Disney and Marvel Studios. And they need to... If you don't know how movies work and like where they want to target... A lot of these big companies and big studios want to target uh, China. The Chinese market it can be huge. It can be a hit or miss for your movie. And one of the things that doesn't do well in China... Are horror movies um, particular ghosts don't so any kind of movie involving ghosts don't typically do well in China um, it's just how the market is and so to sell those big tickets in China and make that big money and get a profit they're going to appeal to that market um, it sucks Because I feel like we're really missing out on what could have been a great movie and a great sequel. And not to say that they're not going to do Doctor Strange too well. But I feel as if it's not going to be up to the level that I hoped it was going to be. And it makes me a little less excited to see it, to be honest. Um, And so yeah, it sucks. I hope. I hope we still get something good out of it I really wish we would have seen what um David Ayer had planned I keep saying his name but I don't even fucking know if that's the director's name um but yeah so he stepped away they haven't announced who's taking I don't believe they announced who's taking over at the helm but here's let's let's hope um let me actually look this up. Who is taking over Dr. Strange? Um. Oh, Scott Derrickson. Who is David? Who is David Ayer? So I was way off. What has David Ayer done? Oh, he's the dude from Suicide Squad. Why Why did he pop in my head? Scott Derrickson was the director for doc, uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't believe they have anybody else yet. Yeah, so... Here we go, I actually found his tweet. Marvel and I have mutually agreed to part ways on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences. I am thankful for our collaboration we remain on as EP or executive producer. Which is cool, but I wish he was still at the helm. Because I want to see what he had in mind. Um, hopefully who they bring in still does a fantastic job. But uh, yeah it sucks david Ayer, like what i'm so stupid uh moving on there's not a lot of movie news that i really cared to talk about so i kind of want to give a brief star wars episode 9 review cuz i feel like it's been enough time for me to talk about it and some might, honestly, some might not even be surprised. Some might on how I feel about episode 9. Because I, I'm i still a little indifferent. But I feel as if I have come to terms enough with that movie to talk about it. And although I like the way it ends... By the way, spoilers, but uh, uh although I like the way it ends in general, the way we get to that ending feels so convoluted and so messy this this is a movie that had to wrap up a not a eight story arc, a story that we've been we've seen grow since nineteen seventy seven and so it had a it had a big task on its hand. And I feel like it missed the mark on a few areas. To be truthfully, truthfully honest. And I, I think that is partly due to um, bringing in a different director for the second one. And then it was supposed to be someone else for the third. They stepped away. And J.J. J. Abrams, who directed Force Awakens came back and so i think the problem was bringing in different directors to do this final trilogy in the quote-unquote skywalker saga which really like once again spoilers but it's really the palpatine saga at the end of the day because like if you don't know ray's ray is palpatine's granddaughter which means palpatine got down and dirt down and dirty with someone in the universe uh, I don't know who wants to fuck that thing. Like he's got a ball sack for a for- forehead. So yikes. But that's that was my other negative. Is bringing Palpatine in. I don't understand why you bring Palpatine in. Why make Palpatine your big bad for another trilogy? This is a guy we saw in the original trilogy be our big bad. And then once again saw him in the prequel trilogy. To tell how he got to being the emperor. But we also saw him die. Just to be brought back to life in the very last film. I. It's just. I can't. I can't. I can't help but not appreciate this this star wars has been such a big impact on my life and this movie makes me it, it makes me feel so disappointed in star wars and i wish george lucas didn't sell lucas films to disney because now i wish we would have gotten george lucas's episode 9 and his ending because this one just feels messy. Um, nothing in this movie feels like it's leading towards anything. To be truthfully, truthfully honest. Um, and if I had to say... Like, Last Jedi is probably my favorite movie out of the trilogy. Because The Last Jedi does something that most... The other two Star Wars movies don't in this trilogy. Oh god, my cat. Um, I hope that doesn't come through in the recording. I mean, to be truly honest, I don't see why they went with Palpatine instead of just sticking with Kylo as your big bad now. Like, we saw him kill in Last Jedi. We see Kylo murder Snoke, the supreme leader, which now makes him the supreme leader and makes him your big bad. You can have him be your big bad, and if you truly want him to return to the light side, you can still do that redemption arc; it's still possible. You don't. There's no reason Palpatine should have returned. Um, if anything, I would have. I would have liked to see them use the night film to do finish out Kylo's redemption arc, or just be your big bad. You don't even have to redeem him. Cause honestly, like <laughs> after the Last Jedi, he's not very redeemable. Um, but going back to The Last Jedi being my favorite it's because it does new things it it does it does so many new things and it truly shows that these these legacy characters Luke, Leia, Han would be in those spots that they're in well not Han because he died in episode 7 but Luke and Leia it shows why they're in those spots and it's like you really after watching the movie you understand and then JJ reverts that in this movie and it just I had so much hope for Rise of Skywalker and I left the theater speechless but speechless in like a kind of bad way I, I didn't know how to feel when I left the theater. And I didn't feel happy. And I didn't feel that same feeling I got the first time I watched Empire. Or the first time I saw Revenge of the Sith. And the battle on Mustafar. Between Obi-Wan and Anakin. So for me Rise of Skywalker is probably low low on my list of favorite Star Wars movie Star Wars movies. But seeing Ray go back to Tatooine to bury Luke and Leia's lightsabers and then tell an old woman that her name is Ray Skywalker is fitting and it was kind of a nice end. And then seeing her ignite her very own saber with a uh, yellow blade. Which, if you know anything about Star Wars, those are your Sentinels. So there's things about it I like, but the pros do not outweigh the cons of this movie. I will say one thing before we jump from Star Wars Episode Nine, because let's be honest, I don't have much to say that's good, um, and I don't want to just sit here and ramble on about terrible shit one thing i did like and i say is a pro for this movie is there is a it's a pro and a con but there's a scene and if you've seen it you know which one but ray is laying on the ground and she's repeating the line be with me and she's trying to get the force ghost of the pat or uh Jedi from the past, so Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Luke, Leia, everybody, to be with her and help her defeat Palpatine, and we hear several voices, some of which are from animated shows and movies, and some are from the live-action films, and this is a nice touch, just for the animated series alone. Like Rebels and Clone Wars. Because now they truly feel like they're canon. They're a part of this universe. Because the movies are recognizing them. Like the movies have always been. For the Star Wars franchise. The movies have always been. The one thing that if you're in the movie. You are 100% canon to this universe. And so to hear voices like Ahsoka. Canon Jarrus from Rebels um and so on is so wonderful but we also hear e- Ewan McGregor Ewan Ian McGregor Ewan McGregor however he's supposed to pronounce his name but we hear his Obi-Wan um we we hear Mace Windu Samuel Jackson we hear Yoda we hear Luke we hear Leia and we also hear Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, all talking to Rey. My standout was Ahsoka, because if you, if anyone knows me, I'm a huge Ahsoka fan. Um, she's my favorite character in Star Wars, so hearing her, especially, really got me excited. But the other, the reason I say this is also a con, is because when you're, if you're doing something like that, which is a total fan service moment. I don't understand why you do voices and you don't do... Like, pull pull the Harry Potter card. I wouldn't have cared. Show me those ghosts standing around Rey. Show me Mace Windu. Show me Obi-Wan. Show me Anakin. Show me Ahsoka. Show me them standing around her. So I can see them standing with her to fight Palpatine. Fight the great evil and they didn't they just have voice lines which I get it it's easier for the actors they also don't have to pay the actors as much because they're not actually flying they don't have to fly there and be on camera but I mean when a movie has budgets like Star Wars or like Avengers does like if you're going to do a fan service movie fan service moment do the fan service moment And so that's why I say it's a pro and con but you know it is what it is Um, moving on but keeping with that Star Wars feel I wanted to shout out and I should look up the person who did it but a thing appeared I think it was on Reddit and this guy had created a Star Wars fighting game and it looked like the graphics aren't like great but they it still looks amazing and he took it down probably because he didn't want to be sued but there's several people who got the key and I'm sure you can find footage of it online but it it looks so good and I don't it makes me wonder why we still haven't gotten this. Um, let me see. I might be able to find his name. But yeah, it looks good. You, they. Um, he added characters like Ahsoka, Yoda, um, Anakin, Obi Wan, Mace, Darth Vader. So like he he has he put in a lot of characters. Grievous is in there. Um. But yeah, uh, you. You can't get the key anymore because he he took it away, and took it down, probably to avoid being sued by Disney and Lucas Films. But it makes me really want a Star Wars game. But I also, it made me think like who, who would do it? Like do we do we go to Net- Netherrealm and tell them like hey make this, or do we do we trust this? Another studio to do it. Do we trust the guys who who makes Soul Calibur? I think they would make. I feel like they would make a um, good Star Wars fighting game. Soul Calibur. I'm gonna feel real dumb when I find it. Developer Bandai Namco. Yeah, I've. F- I should have just trusted my gut. But yeah, I feel like Bandai Namco could even do it. And I feel like they could do it well. But yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. I wish I could find his name. But I'm sure you can find footage of it on YouTube. Like I said, the graphics aren't the best. But I'm not expecting them to be. It's just cool that he did it. And I wish I had gotten a key for it. Because I really want to try it. But yeah. Just wanted to shout that one out real quick. Um, but going on to some more news. Um, January very much feels like it's been the month of delays. Because like the only news I really have in gaming is a delay after delay. Um, I think... I think what started it was Final Fantasy VII's remake, which, guys, listen. If you're excited for the Final Fantasy VII remake, just give up. That game's never coming out. Like It got delayed again. Granted, it's two weeks, but watch. It's probably going to get delayed again. This game's never happening. And then, I think, a few days after Final Fantasy VII remake got delayed... They, um, CD Projekt Red, the guys behind The Witcher 3, announced that Cyberpunk 2077 was moving from April to September. Which I will say does suck. Cyberpunk is my most anticipated game of the year. Um, it looks amazing. It looks just like the world looks so detailed and every little thing has something to do with the world but i'm not really upset i I don't really get upset with delays anymore as long as the game comes out and it's polished and just runs um uh, if the game comes out and it's still a buggy mess then fuck you you don't get a like I, i'm you don't you don't get a pass from me uh because if you delay a game and it comes out and it's still a mess why, why delay it then why or just why not tell people like hey it's not ready we're not giving a release date but just know we're not ready to release this which is what another company did when they announced Dying Light 2 the sequel to um, Dying Light which was a very very popular and fun game um, got delayed and they didn't give a release date they just said it was being delayed so they could work on it further without giving a release date I kind of, I appreciate that just for the fact that um, it shows they don't want to commit to anything right now because they just want to really make sure they're making a quality game but the last delay that I... The last big game delay that I remember hearing about was the Marvel's Avengers game. Which is... It was it was shown off last year at E3. And met with some mixed um, responses. I'm not... After seeing gameplay and just the look and feel of the world. And the characters. I, I don't... I'm not exactly excited. And... I don't know when I'm going to pick it up now because they announced that they're moving it from May to September which means it is directly competing with Cyberpunk 2077 and I don't I don't know if the Avengers name is enough to sway people to get that over Cyberpunk I know I know they're a couple of weeks apart Uh, let me find out because I think it comes out before Cyberpunk so maybe they won't have too much competition Uh, it's September something release date for Cyberpunk no it still says April September 17th is the new release for cyberpunk and then Marvel's Avengers game release what Marvel's no not end game you fucks uh See, this one's also telling me it's still coming out on the 15th. No, because it got delayed in September. Oh, well. If anybody knows, you'll know. It's hopefully going to find it. But yeah, I want to say it it comes out... like a week or two before cyberpunk but i don't know that's still i feel like that's not enough time to allow people to get both um it's very much going to be one of those things where they have to pick on which game they want i think a lot of people are going to go with cd project red cyberpunk over avengers just based off of A lot of people know that CD Projekt Red did Witcher 3. Which is one of the best games in the last decade. And so based off of that. I think a lot of people are going to go with Cyberpunk. um, To see what their follow up is. And plus like I said before. The Avengers game got very mixed responses when it was shown off. So yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like January and just the start of this year has been, hey, we're delaying all your games, sorry. Because I think Watch Dogs Legion was supposed to come out next month, but they announced, this was announced last year, but they announced that it was being delayed, and I I don't think they gave a new release date. Let me look that up. Which is another game I'm super excited for. Cause if you haven't watched gameplay on it, I I don't know how you haven't, but I would go watch gameplay because it looks amazing. Yeah, it just says initial release date. So there's no there's no definitive anymore. So yeah. It just it feels like 2020 was starting off so strong in terms of video games, and then they just ripped it right away. And then, like I said, if you're excited for fucking uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake, guess what? It ain't coming out. It's getting delayed again. But hey, we still have Last of Us Part Two and the Resident Evil Three remake. So when you're sitting there crying about Final Fantasy 7's remake you can be playing a better game so yeah <laughs> um, that's really all I have on those two fronts I, I have some music here but I don't want to go into that yet because I want to wait until I'm, I can talk with Kate so before I wrap this up I got another review for you guys this one is probably going to be longer than Star Wars Episode 9 because I have a lot more pros to give you on this game versus the movie. But Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, before I even go into my pros, this is the best Star Wars game. I would debate that with anybody. This has the best Star Wars story in a video game, it has the best combat, best characters. It is the best Star Wars game to date. Um, I love this game. It was my game of the year. Um, I think it should have been in the Game Awards, but didn't get put in there. So fuck Jeff Keighley for that. But to get into, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with cons because the cons, there's not a lot of cons for me on this game. Um, my biggest con was just. Cal, your the main character. Cal, is very interesting. Um, I'm not gonna say spoilers because I'm gonna try my best not to spoil the game. Um, but Cal, he's your main character. He, it's not that I don't like him; it's that compared to some of a lot of the other characters in this game, he was less interesting. Um, to, for example, Trilla, she's one of the Inquisitors, which you don't know your star wars lore the inquisitors were a group of um lightsaber wielding like badasses that were they were uh created by darth vader to hunt down the remnants of the jedi order after order 66 trilla is a part of these inquisitors and she was the i don't her and seer have a history. Sear is one of the people that accompanies Cal during his missions. She used to be, um, she used to be part of the Jedi Order, um, and so they have a history that. Just the more you learn, the more I learned about throughout the game, the more intrigued I was with their story, and kind of like Cal. Cal is cool. He's a fun protagonist, but. Compared to Trilla. Who has so much. So much to her character. And she has all that pain. And hatred for Seer. And the Jedi. Just makes her such a. Like more compelling character. Than Cal was. But that doesn't mean I hated Cal. I still still liked him. I enjoyed my playthrough with Cal. And enjoyed his story. Uh, Another con is some of the back there's backtracking in this game and i'm not always against backtracking but some of it feels a little tedious at times um it just feels like oh i'm just collecting this so i can mark it off of mark it off a list um it doesn't it doesn't always feel super rewarding because a lot of times, which takes me to another con, but a lot of times it's just getting a new poncho for Cal. Or a new um, spray, new color scheme for the, for your ship. Um, but that bring me, brings me over to like the customization. It's not super in-depth. I didn't expect it to be. But when you're doing different outfits, I would have liked to see outfits. I understand why it's ponchos because of the time period this takes place in i think it's i think they said it takes place five years after order 66 i could be wrong uh but let me see if i can find that uh but yeah so it feels tedious at times but it's not a total dear deal breaker uh and, like, some of the ponchos are fun. The new EA slash respawn game Jedi Fallen Order occurs five years after Anakin becomes Darth Vader and Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah. It's only been five years. And so, I understand why it's only ponchos. But, I would have liked to see more outfits. But, that, honestly, those are all the cons I could think of. I'm sure there's more i had while playing the game but sitting down like those are the only real cons that i had a true issue with um so moving on to pros the story is amazing it's super intriguing it kept me engaged for my entire playthrough uh i think i had like 50 some hours on jedi fallen order Um, and most of that is while playing the story of going back and like a lot of times i wasn't going back to planets to run around and collect things because like i said it feels tedious at times but a lot of times i would just to see new different caverns because one of the things i enjoyed was cal had has blocked himself off from the force and so as you're going through the game You do these sequences where you unlock new force abilities. Like force push, force pull, um, your double jump. Uh, And so there's on planets you go to, there's areas that you can't unlock when you first go there. And you have to wait until you unlock different force abilities. And so a lot of times that's why I was going there. Because I wanted to see a different side of that planet I didn't see before. So that was really fun. Uh, another pro is, I just mentioned it, the, uh, the way you unlock abilities is Cal would go back and remember something while he was training with his master. And they're really fun little missions to kind of, they felt a little more like lighthearted. Compared to what the story was. Because the story is very dark and grim. and um, These were very much happier memories. Up until towards the end. But I don't want to spoil that for you. Most of them are very happy memories. They're very fun. They're just something different. And they're learning a new ability. So that was really fun. The customization for your lightsaber is a pro because you can customize its material you can customize its hilt the color it's super in-depth i really enjoyed customizing my lightsaber i did it all the time spent way too much time on the ship doing that so that was fun and then the combat the combat's very easy to pick up but to master all the different combos you can really do with your lightsaber, with your force abilities, that that's where it gets really in depth, and so that was really fun. Um, and you had to, a lot of times, you had to learn those combos to fight different enemies. I played this on hard the first time, and there was a couple times where I I, I would get overwhelmed, and not knowing those different combos really screwed me over. So learning those combos is a pro. Um, just because there's so much more diversity in the combat once you do but yeah so for me fall in order amazing game uh, respawn entertainment is on a winning streak and i can't wait to see what they do next uh, i really want a sequel to this game now but i will say this respawn if you ever if anyone from respawn ever hears this Please, please, please give us Titanfall 3. That's all I want right now. But bravo on Fallen Order. It's an amazing game. Fuck everybody who told me EA was going to mess this game up. Because guess what? They didn't. And it was a smash hit. But that kind of does it for this episode of Demented Cast. I appreciate everybody for coming through. And remember, we're moving over to Red Circle. We're no longer with Anchor. uh, But you can still listen on everything. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and all other major podcast outlets. Remember to go over to Apple uh, and rate this five stars. Give us a review. It helps us grow. It boosts boosts us up in the algorithm. And yeah, just share it with your friends and family. Because I really wanna, I want to start doing this more, and if you guys start sharing and we start growing, I have more incentive to keep doing this. So yes, hopefully I'll be back with Kate very soon because we have some music to talk about. Wink, wink. Eminem dropping another surprise album, and I have some thoughts about it. So on the next episode of Dementicast, peace.